Hey, welcome to Regular Car Reviews and me talking to uh, a mechanic. Are people watching this? Uh, yeah. That's that's great. <laughs> Hi, Frank's Brian Ryder. Okay, okay. I'll give uh, I'll give Justin a call and see what he wants to do. Okay, I'll be back. I'll, be, I'll get. All right, no problem. Have a great night. Yep, I will. Bye. <laughs> I love that guy. Like, he, it's like my answer is uh, he cannot wait to get off the phone with you. <laughs> and it's like, well, okay, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do with it's. It's nothing that concerns regular car reviews. It's someone else's car. Yeah. But, uh, um, well, they're going to close for the day, so it's no no sense worrying about it now. I kind of want to make myself a drink, like, right now, but I know I need to go to the gym later. And even if I have, like, one drink and then go to the gym, I still don't work. I, I It doesn't feel as good. Like... Even if I have like a, the tiniest bit of alcohol, exercising afterwards just feels like I feel like garbage. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine feeling any other way but like garbage because, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's your processes are being sort of inhibited. Yeah. In that way. It's kind of like why, I mean, I can't do CBD or anything like that if I'm going to work out. Um, CBD does nothing for me. I mean, I think it just, I think it gives me horny dreams, but so does melatonin. Ah. Do you remember the ladies at the at the coffee shop talking about how they can sleep, uh, they through, can stay awake through melatonin? Like yeah. it's something to brag about? Yeah, that was a weird conversation. I mean, that whole bit there was weird conversation. I think that's generally the best thing about the cafe other than the food and the, you know, yeah. staff yeah. is the... Uh, the clientele, because there's always such classic says, you know, well, I got to get my, my back surgery again. Yeah. Or, you know, needs another hip replacement. Well, not even necessarily that, but just random anecdotes of the elderly. So yeah. that they're talking about, you know, getting photos restored or getting a craft show started. Yeah. With people who, you know, they aren't big, but, you know, they don't want to pay $150 to go to a craft show, which, I mean, fair enough. I understand that. $150 just to attend a craft show. Well, it's, they do it for like those really big, like if you're in the Philly area craft shows, I've never been to one of those just because it, you can't justify the price because right. there's no way you would make that back. Or at least even if you made it back, like you're spending $150 to make $150. Well, like it's, it's mm. a... It feels like a waste of an afternoon to go to one of those super high-priced craft shows unless, you know, people are there. They're really going to be buying, like maybe during the holiday season. But, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, just very. Can you pass me the orange hat? Yes. This is my lightest beanie. My head is cold, but not really all that cold. <laughs> Welcome to the RCR Podcast. It's been a while since I talked to you. So this should really be called RCR Tax Time <laughs> because uh, uh, it's tax time. And I get to think about, well, am I really going to be able to uh, start crazy project, crazy project taxi, crazy taxi. Nice. before I leave? 
uh, for Portland, Oregon again, because I have this project coming up, this uh, film project where I got two very nice cars and one kind of joke car. So it's going to be a three car shoot, uh, but it's not going to be in Portland, Oregon. Uh, it's just going to be a road trip from Portland. It's going to be part of it is taking a road trip from Portland to I to to the Bay Area in San Francisco, uh, filming some nice cars down there, uh, and then going back. So it's partly a break for myself, but uh, also uh, to film some cars that you know I don't know if they how many exist on the East Coast. So that's a thing. But I wanted to buy a 61 to 64 Ford Galaxy before I left in April. But I don't know if uh, with taxes how much I really can spend. Because uh, I got the number back for payroll taxes and that was way larger than I thought. Um, And now I... That doesn't include federal and state. It doesn't include my SEP, and it doesn't include what I pay myself for salary. So I'm hoping all my quarterlies paid enough that I'm all square with federal and state, but, you know, I'm I'm not counting that to be the case. So I know I'm going to have to draw money back out from savings just to pay taxes again. You know, you can understand why some people make that right turn politically once they start making real money i don't know how other youtubers do this i never hear them complaining about taxes but maybe they're married maybe that maybe their expenses are so high that they're they're breaking even on taxes they're writing so much off because they spend so much but or maybe they just don't talk about it well uh still have one quarterly left on the 15th Right, but I already paid that. See, I pay my quarterlies not on the 15th. I, I paid them on the 1st. So I already wrote it, and, you know, federal and state already cashed those checks. Uh, did you figure out if you'll have to pay over or under 30000 No, I didn't. Um, my payroll taxes were up. This isn't a... This isn't a... tax podcast, but... My my payroll taxes were pretty close to that number. Um, it feels like I'm worth nothing at all, nothing at all, nothing at all. Happy New Year's. Do you plan on upgrading your your AV equipment this year as in new glass for your futures? What? As a new glass for your furniture? See, I'm wearing contacts right now, and I'm doing this thing because I literally can't see it. New glass in your future. You mean new lenses? For my cameras, mm. why I have a twenty-eight to three hundred millimeter lens. It does everything I need. I never have to switch it out. So no, I mean maybe a new like I want to uh, replace the 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 Macintosh over there with a desktop PC so I can have multiple cameras and uh, multiple USB stuffs going in and and something that can honestly handle all this stress from streaming. So, and something that moves air through it. So yeah, a, a PC, which is just going to be a Facebook marketplace stuff. Um, man, my throat is dry. 
Hello from Eugene, Oregon, 100 miles south on the interstate from Portland. Yep, familiar with Eugene. I don't know if I have... I, I put these contacts in to play a character named Lefty Rinkowski, who you'll see in two weeks. Um, but I don't know if I have any contacts lens fluid in the house. So I may have to go to the grocery store after this and just buy stuff so I can save these contact lenses and not just throw them out because they're, they're monthlies. I hard, I used to wear contact lenses a lot more, but now I don't because I'm too lazy. I mean, I wear them when I ski, of course, but I have astigmatism in my left eye, so it's very difficult to to make out small text. Now, of course, I can drive with these things in. I prefer not to. In order to correct astigmatism with contacts, you have to wear hard contact or semi-hard contact lenses. And I tried that once. Yeah. And you can feel your eyelid hitting the contact lens every time you blink. It's gross. I really need something to drink. Go for it. Um, so, yeah, apparently a fila is a thing, which... I didn't hear about until sometime last night when Steph Schrader tweeted about it. The idea of Sony and Honda going into the whole automotive business, which kind of seems like they're announcing it now, but this car apparently isn't going to be out until 2026 and it's fully EV and it's some other sort of craziness. And it doesn't look that markedly different to me, at least from most other electric vehicles of our era. So... I wonder if that's kind of the general direction we're all heading, which is that every electric vehicle, like, well, yes, will be fully electric at some point in the next 15, 20 years, but at the cost of individualized design so that everything kind of looks the same and we end up in this weird sort of utopic dystopia of sameness and singularity. Uh the only thing mattering that we're through different shades from black to gray to white. Um, yeah, Afila really is an awful name. I didn't look up to see if it has any sort of, you know, uh, what the origin of the name is, like what the rationale is. Maybe it means something special in a foreign language that makes sense. But for now, it's just kind of like a very odd, very odd approach to take. And I don't, particularly think it's anything right now other than sort of a punchline just because the name at launch it's just there's nothing that compels people to necessarily get excited about now granted that could just be me being in a bubble right now because i don't necessarily have the opportunity right now to talk to a whole bunch of people get their get the temperature of the moment on a feeler but I mean, just for me personally and from things I've read from people I follow, it just doesn't seem like there's that much hype around any of it. In fact, I saw more hype about the idea of Japan trying to make flying cars a thing, which just seems like a completely untenable idea. But whatever, here we are. It's the future we were promised. Oh, Brian Allen, thank you for $10. Uh, no question, just $10. Thank you. Um, I wonder if that's just the name for the Japanese spec. JDM Honda stuff has always been named weird, like the Honda Orthia. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I saw some weird stuff on Japanese classics lately. Yeah. Orthia. 
Judd Kramer asks, any chance of you ever returning to the world of motorcycle ownership in the future? Yes. Like, part of... Uh, whoops. Delete that. Part of... Uh, the trip to returning to Portland is maybe doing a short on a motorcycle. Yeah. Um, just because it's difficult to film and stuff. But, yeah, I will do bikes again. I mean, of course, there's an open invite to comedian Jordan Jensen because she likes motorcycles nice. to come out here and wrangle up a few bikes. What does this look like? Play. Oh, literally nothing. Okay. Delete. I'm all about these old cameras because I'm getting nostalgia for stuff back then. How do I delete this stuff? Well, I'm just going into the menu. I've been listening to this podcast lately called The Green Tunnel, which is just like Appalachian Trail stuff. Yeah. It's very, very wholesome. They don't curse or anything like that. Um, there's lots of interviews with people, but they're only like uh, 30, 30 minutes. Uh, 30 minute podcasts. There's something wrong with this one. This is a Canon A5, A700, six megapixels. Mm. But uh, I only have a like a 16 megabyte card in it. So that gets me 22 pictures. <laughs> I don't think there'd be a lot there, there would be too much difference between this and. And the other one, although when I put this thing in video mode, uh, this thing will film at 640 oh. by 420. Oh. <laughs> it always it, it doesn't remember the date and time, though. That's the thing. Every time you turn this camera on it, uh, it says, what's the date and time, which I think means that there's a little button uh, button battery in here, yeah. like a hearing aid battery that you have to replace at some point. But I need a. That's a, that's pretty good. I need a. Uh, I need a memory card that this thing will read because you'd think like something that's at least a six megapixel camera would read like a modern memory card, like even like 16 gig one. Yeah. But nope, it doesn't. Oh, excuse me. This is a 64 megabyte one. Mm. Mm. If I take video, that 64 megabytes will hold like 30 seconds worth of video. Hmm. God, I hate jeans. I was wearing jeans. Yeah, I I wear jeans just for a bit. Just for today's thing, I wore jeans. Jeans always make me either feel way too hot and stinky or cold. Oh, yeah, cold is definitely the one. That's why I got long johns on under this. Oh, you do? Even though it's a warm day out for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I just always... Because, you know, jeans, they're... They kind of like hold on to cold for some reason. Yeah, they're like sponges. Yeah. 
Never mind the fact that it's... God, it's a boring day. It really is. I mean... It's like, well, we got done our writing and and it was great. (sighs) Maybe seasonal depression is hitting me worse this year than otherwise. I mean, I made that video about it. And it's not cold enough to go skiing yet. But really, the people I want to go skiing with are all far away. Yeah. And maybe that's the thing that has me like bummed out about taxes because my dream is to just like wander for a little bit. Like I don't even need a classic car to do that. I could probably just use the electric car to do that. Yeah. But I feel like confined by regular car reviews because we have to get that Monday video out every single time. Yeah. And now I feel that um, since we figured out what your monthly living expenses are, it's like, oh, I really can't stop mm-hmm. doing this. I mean, obviously, I think if we took like a week off, like we would still make at least that quota. Yeah. To that you'd be fine. Yeah. But I want to make more long form, uh, more create like that skit we were doing today. I want to do tons more of that. Yeah. Of course, I also want a place to be able to film and, you know, rip burnouts and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's about finding those locations, you know. But like Freddie doesn't, Freddie doesn't need to do burnouts to, to, to make videos. That's true. But then we never did either. I guess with like with the giveaways and stuff that just brings out my inner hick of just having, you know, a V8 and uh, and like rear wheel drive and stuff. Yeah. Because that's what the un- underlying thing is uh, is about. I would think so. I mean, it's it inspires a certain level of skookalness, skookality, for lack of a better term. Oh, uh, car foolery with five dollars question. Oh, and thank you for the five dollars. Uh, you buying an EV inspired me to buy an e-scooter to commute 15 miles with since I couldn't afford an EV car. It's a lot of fun to ride on bike paths here. Oh, well, that's wonderful. I mean, an e-scooter. Hmm. You don't really see too many of those around here, at least in my experience. I mean, I think uh, the amount of people I've seen on electric scooters, I probably count on one hand in the past year. So it's something that I think, I don't know, maybe it'll become more prolific over time of just people getting on e-scooters rather than dealing with, you know, getting an electric car or getting a car in general. Like there are going to be other modes of transportation that people begin to privilege over cars. When they say scooter, we're talking about like a lime scooter or a bird scooter or like a like a Lambretta, I'm digging in the heat, like, like, like a Vespa or a Honda, Honda Elite 80, or like, are we talking motor scooter? Um, I do not know. They do not uh, specify. Just I mean, because zeros are great. I love those motorcycles, but they're very limited in their range. That's like a 60 mile bike. Yeah. But I mean, if you're living in the city, it's freaking fantastic. But that's also like, I think they start at 10 grand. For one of those things. Um, So. Uh, It's like a bird scooter, he says. Oh, one of those. Whatever. Yeah. I look at those and like, well, they're clearly unsafe. Um, They have a they have terrible balance. They go way too fast for what they are. People ride them in traffic and fall over. And South Park did the whole bit about these things that they're weird. They're super weird. Um, They're fun. 
Yeah. I had loved riding those things. Were you along when we were at Nashville? When we were riding it? Yeah, we yeah. were riding bird scooters. Yeah, yeah, we yeah they were great. Yeah, they were like zippy as hell. Gave me the yeah. zoomies. Yeah. They made me want to go flying around everywhere. Yeah. But when you but when you eat shit, it's like you really, you go straight down on those things. Yeah. It just, it's an invitation to a concussion. Yeah. Fred, uh, um, yeah, Farah said he had a bunch of like, ring doorbell cameras like security cameras i don't know if it was at his old house or current house people this is in pre-pandemic days just people in the alleyway just righteously going face down in the concrete when they're on bird scooters obviously drunk you know stuff yeah. like that but that's another thing with bird scooters like there's you just get on them and ride they're in that weird position and you can just buy those things on amazon now yeah yeah and i wonder what kind of the restrictions are on there like if you're not because I wonder if, like, because we got those scooters through Lyft. Yeah. And I wonder if they had some sort of understanding or cleared with the city the ability to be able to ride it all the places that we did yeah. legally. Whereas if it were a privately owned e-scooter, yeah. would you only be restricted to, like, certain pathways? Yeah. You know? And, like, electric bicycles, I mean, the smoking tire talked about this. Like, those are even faster. Those are as fast as, like, a small 125 motorcycle. Yeah. And those things can go 50, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, you can royally mess yourself up with one of those things. Like I have a legit motorcycle accident. So they really blur the line between what is like, yes, technically it's a bicycle because you got to pedal it to make the electric motor go. Yeah. But. It's like how many people are wearing helmets on those things, you know? Yeah. It's I don't know. Did some I, I remember like when I went to visit, and this is in the nineties, when I went to go visit my aunt Cindy, she lived in Seattle near Alki Point. And that was her house. Shout out to the Alki Point Lighthouse. <laughs> and I remember I was unsupervised and I was just wandering around the neighborhood. And since that lighthouse was like federal land or whatever, you could just go up it. So I just wander around the neighborhood and like walk up to the lighthouse. Hi, it's me again. I'm bored. I'm pretending I'm in Star Tropics. <laughs> I can go in because that was like a weird thing that I had an obsession about with like old like like role playing games on uh, on NES. The idea that you can talk about this as like an introvert. I love how in video games you can go up and talk to everybody. <laughs> yeah. You can talk to anybody. You could just go in people's houses. Houses, now. yeah, yeah. Rummage oh, hello. House. You know, hey, uh, yeah. yeah, go up to someone who's in bed, and just yeah, hit talk, yeah. Huh. Well, you know, I had a long day, time for yeah. me to get some shut eye. No I love this about. bed, yeah, or, or my husband works so hard, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, um, there was a bicycle, and uh, my aunt told me that there was a law in Seattle, like you, there was a bicycle helmet law. And I didn't want to wear it because it's the 90s and people will think I was gay. <laughs> but then everybody was wearing it. But then I didn't have a cool... She didn't ha She just had bicycle bicycles. Like nowadays, they're super cool. Like those old... Not exactly a beach cruiser, just like a casual bicycle. Yeah. Nowadays, a bike like that would be awesome. It was one of those three speeds with the thumb shift that said one, two, three. Like those are cool now. But back in the 90s... That wasn't anything that wasn't a mountain bike was gay. <laughs> so I had to make up for the fact that I was uh, riding a girl's bike or like it's a, like an adult contemporary. If Christopher Cross was a motor, it was a bicycle. That's what this bicycle would have been. So 
I'm riding this around like the Seattle suburb with a helmet on. And the only way in my mind I could make up for its lameness was to ride it like I'm uh, uh, named like a BMX guy, Dave Mira, and just start doing jumps with it. Wow. Like, you know, just riding it down staircases and stuff like that. Yeah. Or riding off the curb and, oh, God, get air off the curb. You know, pop the front wheel off. Mm. But then you heard this thing because it wasn't meant for that. It would make that clang as you heard the chain just go flying all over the place. Like, don't do that. You're going to break it. My aunt was real nice. but And then I rode it really fast. Yeah. And like, I'm passing people. They won't think I'm stupid on this lame bike if I'm faster than them. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of like the general youthful idea of I'm just going to pass everybody and, you know, they're all going to eat my dust. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's how you kind of uh, justify maybe having a less than stellar bike choice. I mean, I was always happy with my bicycles, but then they were never anything that complicated. They were like department store bikes. And then mm-hmm. you just sort of... I don't know. There was something about to the durability of those bikes in the day of just being able to beat on them all day and not necessarily have to worry about like the chain coming loose or any of that stuff. But I mean, man, yeah, as a kid, I really did spend like an inordinate amount of time on my bike Mm because that's the chariot of childhood. Like you are being, you're essentially, you know, chauffeuring yourself around but it's your way to sort of move the area of play so that you're not confined to one area so odd it's very stand by me i'm doing a text message text while on a stream and this is great podcast who are you texting Texting the owner of that car. I'm uh, offering to return it to him uh, because I have AAA. Oh, yeah. I have AAA in like a platinum package and I have one 200 mile tow. Oh, and I don't need it because he only lives like 85 miles from here. Yeah. And I think with my plan, I get like four free 100 mile tows and one 200 mile tow. Yeah. So. And I know Homer wouldn't mind, like, <laughs> a whole day. That's an easy tow. Yeah. Because now, all he has to do is, he's just going to be driving all day. And it's not like, I know, like, all the tow truck drivers, and a good day is, like, a nice long drive where I don't have to, like, pick stuff up. You know, the car is already there at the shop. They just have to return it. Yeah. So, all it is is I get to drive all the way out there, and I get to drive all the way back. And just eat some sheets and... Drink some coffee and listen to the radio. I get some good tunes and I'm just on the highway. So. Oh, it's Matto, uh, $39.99 Australian. Thank you. He says, here's some Ford Galaxy money. I'm getting blasted with tire rubber and smoke for the next three days. Tire rubber and smoke. Well, hey, thank you. Uh, that's big from the land down under. Under. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Forgotten how maybe call. i should like I, I just i just told the guy about the car maybe i shouldn't just say let him decide what he wants to do before i start making offers yeah yeah uh gabriel ayala says if you overuse AAA, they'll drop you as a customer since when since what i the the, the what do you mean overuse it 
I don't know. Like, like use the, use the things that I, I have. It's the new year and my, my, my four free toes are restored. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't, what do you mean overuse it? Like if, if I use up my four free toes, then I think I, then I have to pay like a minimum or something. Yeah. For the toe. For like yeah. $50 or something like that is at a discount. Yeah, because it, it's like tied to mileage, I think. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, so like under, I don't know, like 50 miles or something, the minimum would be. Yeah, you know, or like over that, then then yeah. I've never heard of, of AAA dropping you because you, you went over your limit. They'd be just say, well, you know. You went over your limit. <clears throat> I mean, I could be wrong. Possibly. I mean, when I had the Falcon, I was using AAA all the time. Yeah. I was using. I, I think. I think the the car would go on at at least twice a year. But then again, you know that's only twice a year, so whatever. That that's that's way under what, and it was just like local stuff. So. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Of course, I I only used it twice. I think I used AAA like three times. I think I called Moyers like three times last year, and then. And then this particular car was only towed twice. Uh, Jake Wolf says they don't drop you, but won't give you service over your limit. I'm like, oh. well, I mean, but you could still pay. I would imagine. Yeah, then I guess you're just paying paying the tow truck charge. Yeah. All right. And I always just use Moyers anyway. I don't think I've ever waited for anybody else. Well, that's because I don't drive junkers, so. Nah. Or if, if the car is a junker, I don't drive it outside of, you know, <laughs> Schuylkill and Burst. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, that's the thing about AAA. You can only request, like, the tow truck or the flatbed that's coming for you has to come from the county you're in. At least that's how it works in, in PA, I yeah. think. So if I'm in Burks County, which is dumb because Burks County is right there. Yeah. And I think Moyers once or twice came and picked me up in Burks. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Maybe. <laughs> but, well. Like, AAA is this thing that every that everybody gets sneaky with and, th- and they're aware of it. Yeah. But I think you have to be brazen about it, like, if you're, if you're the tow truck company. Well, I imagine so, just because it's kind of a... Your essentially being like none of these services are owned by AAA. They're all yeah. sort of partnered with Yeah, these it's just other. basic insurance. Yeah. I think the way the game is and people in the chat will will correct me, but I think the way you get sneaky with it is um you uh you say your car is in a location where it isn't. Yeah. And then like you say it's in a location within the county. And then if it's outside the county, you just don't report that mileage or, or, or whatever. And you, cause there's no way for them to really track where the tow truck is going. Yeah. They just say it's here and it's there. And it's like, you know, saying you were hanging out with, with your friends when you're really cheating or, or something <laughs> like that. Or, you know, it's my word against theirs or something like that. Yeah. Cause I don't think, I mean, there's, I don't know how AAA doesn't like if there's a tracker that they know where the tow truck's going or how much oversight there is or isn't. 
Mm. I had a uh, Carl Levine says I had a tow truck driver have a full on temper tantrum in my driveway when he was summoned by AAA to pick up a car that a friend of mine had bought from me. It was sad. Yeah, well, sometimes you get those who are less than thrilled about having to report to a car, especially if it's something so like why was though I was the the tow truck driver in your driveway when he's picking up someone else's car. Read that back to me. He had a full-on so, temper tantrum. Uh, in my driveway when he was summoned by AAA to pick up a car that a friend of mine had bought from me. It was sad. So I'm Yeah, s- there, there's, there's more to that story, and I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, car foolery, $5. My $500 SW20 automatic non-turbo update. Still running on three cylinders since September. Still using it as my only car when I'm not using the e-scooter. So this was an e-scooter person from earlier. That is, uh, well, wow. $500 SW20 automatic non-turbo. Hmm. Hmm. Will this thing focus on me this close? Yes. <laughs> awesome. So the answer is no, it didn't focus on me. Will it focus on me now? For those just listening, I'm ca- I'm playing with an old 2000s-era point-and-shoot camera. And that, one, that one looks all right. Man, even when I switch in between look at your photo mode and take a photo mode. All right, 6 megapixels is... It's like it's double the, double the resolution from 3 megapixels. Man, if I could fix this whole... If I could find a memory card that works on this and find out why it doesn't remember the date every time, this would be an all right camera. I think it's physically larger, though, than the A510. And I think that goes against the point because this is a nice camera, whereas the A510 is not a nice camera. And that's the point of taking old kind of grimy photos. Ah, silence. Mm -hmm. I was looking at a house in Kempton. It was on Zillow. Yeah. I mean, it's half a mil. But it's a three-car garage with a pool and a bunch of stuff. Wow. Be social hub central. Yeah. Well, hub. But it's even like more remote than we are right now, and I'm not like in a town, hmm. which is like another thing I, I I like. I like being able to to walk places. But the more I think about it, like, is a house going to really make me happy, or I'm just going to be lonely, or I'm just going to be the same amount of lonely, but just with more square footage to be lonely in? Yeah. It's a difficult prospect because you're trying to weigh the materialism of happiness versus the substance of what can bring actual sustainable happiness. Right. Because like the idea of being in a working, I, I would live in a smaller house if it meant having a companion. Yes. But I'd still want a two-car garage, at least. Two-car garage plus street parking. Which is reasonable, I would think. Yeah. I mean, 
housing being what it is now, I mean, I don't think even with taking that into consideration that two car garage is that big of an ask, especially yeah. in this part of Pennsylvania anyway. I've never been in a relationship with anyone who didn't annoy me mm. on some level. I'm like, I don't want to live with you. I wonder what it's like to live with someone. And I guess that's the point. Like, no matter what, if you live with someone, it's going to piss you off at some point. They're going to do stuff that, from your point of view, is not going to make sense. I wonder what it's like living with someone that you like so much you'll put up with their messiness. Not that I'm the cleanest person in the world, but I can feel parts of my dad coming out where I hate it when people move my things. Ah. Uh, yeah. It's like you. there is an order and purpose even in the disorder. Yeah. So that you know where everything is. And so, yeah. I mean, and I understand Isaac Farley here says, you know, no one is perfect. You have to make compromises, which is true. I mean, I'm someone who, like... I never thought I'd be able to live with another person and I am and I'm bad. Like I, it's great, but it's also a, a situation where, you know, I was more self-conscious than anything else of the things that I would do that I maybe wasn't conscious of before. So that, you know, there are certain things you have to take into consideration when you're with somebody so that maybe the rougher edges of your daily routine sort of gets sanded down so that you're not say leaving certain things out in the middle of nowhere or you're you know actually i don't know like yeah. you, you do the laundry and you don't leave it sitting there because you forgot about it somehow like yeah. that type of stuff it's just all a matter of growth and change and wanting to do better and I find mm -hmm. myself always wanting to do better and always kind of coming up short, but that's kind of like the running moral of my life, which is that, you know, I'm driving the cement truck that is paving the road to hell with my good intentions. Yeah. And I'm someone who, even when I think I'm doing the right thing, the most grown up and adult thing, I'm still doing the wrong thing a lot of the time. And mm. so it's me trying to figure out um, what it is that I can do to sort of alter my own mental situation so that I'm not so hard on myself about everything because that's kind of where it stems from. I just... I'm not very nice to me mm. um, and I don't know how to be nice to me I, because I can say nice things about myself internally, but my brain does not respond to the logic in those statements. My brain does not respond to the logic in the statements. That's a good line. Thanks. Like you have worth and you have value. You're loved and cared for. You're safe. It's like, I can't, I don't know why I, I just my I know intellectually these things are true, but my brain. Oh, yeah, same. My brain just does not want to accept it. And so what happens is that I spiral sometimes. Mm. I actually texted a crisis line for the first time, and that was actually very helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I because 
you know, it was just, I was alone at home. I didn't have anyone else around and I needed to talk to somebody. And it's kind of like, I haven't maintained social connections the way that I probably should have after the pandemic happened. But Mm -hmm. I realized that, you know, like friends drift apart and things change in a way. Um, And so you make up for it in ways that, I don't know. Like, I just didn't want the first thing that I said to friends after X amount of time is just like, hey, I'm going through shit. Can we talk? It's like, I don't know. It just feels very selfish. And I'm trying to be less that. And so it's all very circular. I think our filming days are becoming my favorite days just Mm. because it's a period of time where I'm not in the slump. And because it's been like two months of this slump and I don't know where it's coming from and it's psychologically draining. And uh, there are some days where like my brain chemistry wake up. I'm not only just fine, I'm actually thriving and it's wonderful um, because I feel like normal again. And so I'm thinking I got to, you know, see the doctor and see about maybe getting my meds changed to figure out what the right cocktail is because there's literally no reason for me to be feeling this way. I'm in a happy, healthy, loving relationship. Um, Like I have a good job. I I don't, I'm healthy, you know, Mm -hmm. relatively speaking. And I have a great family and there's no reason for me to be feeling this way. And yet there is this rolling, punishing sense of, despair and mm-hmm. loneliness that just kind of tracks and so i don't know yeah i feel you i simp for other people's healthy relationship and i had to tell my therapist first i had to explain to my therapist what simping was oh he didn't know or no. she? yeah i told him i i i want to be around other people who have healthy relationships and in a very Robin Williams in one hour photo way. Imagine that you're in their world. Yeah. In that, in that occupying that space. Yeah. I think the thing I tried journaling, um, and over time I realized that it felt good to get some of those thoughts down on paper. Mm -hmm. But I also realized that there was an, element of anger in there uh, mm. at myself like this this deep-seated self-loathing mm-hmm. um that was coming out and it very much felt like being a teenager again of recognizing that feeling like you have no inherent value and that despite knowing that you do yeah. like knowing that you do but there were just passages of like what purpose do i really serve you know mm-hmm. it's like to what end am i a positive influence in other people's lives and i understand that that's the dark side of my brain talking and it's telling lies about me mm-hmm. and i have to love myself enough not to believe them but i think the problem is that i just don't yeah, like no. that's the problem with me is that I just don't like me that much. Yep. And I don't know. I want to get there. That's all. I, I, I just want to get there and see that, yes, you are 
good. You're valuable. You're worth loving and you're mm-hmm. worth being a friend to. So I feel when the second someone likes me, I think there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, you really like me? There's got to be something wrong with you. You suck. I shouldn't. I, I should break up with you. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. Um, and then there's people who who I go crazy for, who are uh, uh, emotionally unavailable, like like my parents were growing up. So I go crazy for them. Yeah. The people who ghost you for a while. Yeah. Who like won't even message you or return a text for like a month and be like, Hey, sorry, I'm really bad at returning texts. It's like, Oh yes, that's perfect. You do maybe like me. (laughs) And then I'll try even harder and then get nowhere and then get frustrated and hate them. And then they'll give me a tiny morsel of attention. Like, Oh, you do like me. Maybe sort of, I can keep that shit up for years. I mean, and I understand it's, it comes from a similar place. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I think in some regard, I start wondering how I'm going to mess something up Mm -hmm. of like anticipated self-sabotage, self-fulfilling self-sabotage. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to keep a positive mindset about all things because I don't want like, even if I'm feeling down, I don't want to allow myself to become a bitter and cynical person because I don't feel like that's who I am and I don't feel like that's who I want to project onto the world. Mm-hmm. And I want people to still be able to look at me and say, that's still Nick. He's still in there. Yeah. And I, I feel like there's something that that gets lost in the translation of my changes Mm -hmm. that because I have, I operate under such instability that I don't know. It's just, I feel different a lot of the times. Comedy car show. (laughs) I'm amazed at, Ian Fidance's ability to make this funny. Like, yeah, that's... Like this sort of stuff. Amazing. He's one of the guys I'd love to hang out with like all day long. Yeah, but, he's got a great mind. But I wonder how much of that is him and how much of that is, you know, just a show. It's interesting because Nick Mullen is that. That is what he is. There, There's no pretending with him. I didn't think at any point he was like, there was no real difference from him on the Adam Freeland show and then the same person when we were hanging out before and afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's like unchanged. Okay, that's that's genuine right there. Yeah. Whatever makes him tick is like right up front. He's not pretending. And like I understand wanting to make all these like crazy plans and then like – because like what I really wanted today was to get a third-person shot of the car doing a burnout. But that involves getting caught. Yeah. Yeah. There's no discreet way to do that. Yeah. And that's kind of the obnoxious thing is that even when you do get the shot, it's like, okay, well. Now you got to stop, 
back up. The person has to get back in the car. Now you really have to get out of here. Yeah, you got to book it. Oh, how to get private land where you can just hoon like that. No, but then we go back around the same circle. Like, do you really need? Do you really need to show a car during doing a burnout to make funny videos? Because it doesn't really impress me. Like, I don't go watching burnout videos because they don't mean anything. Yeah. I guess maybe it's fun to do them to mistreat a car. Uh, in the same way, it's fun to ski wrong. I love sliding around and skiing wrong. <laughs> like, like not carving and stuff. I love sliding and going up on one ski and like almost falling over. That's fun to me. Yeah. I like skiing and going for speed and not style. Or I like going for speed and not correct form. I liked uh, uh, curling myself up in a ball on my skis to absolutely make my profile as small as possible and pass people while sitting down. <laughs> that shit rules. Yeah. Uh, Isaac Farley said burnout videos are lame. They are lame. I don't get the point of them. I don't get the point of burnouts in general. It's like, okay, so you're burning out as you're leaving the cars and coffee or you're burning out in the elementary school parking lot. It's like, okay, great. Your fucking dick works. Yeah. It's something funny when I think about all the different, you know, burnout videos over time. And yet I don't think I've ever been to a car show where someone has literally done it. It's always on like social media videos you yeah. see after the fact. And, and, and I've, there have been zero instances where I've been impressed by a burnout yeah. in real life. Like when we're out filming and people do it on the highway out there, it's like, oh, great. Uh, some dick. Yeah. Some idiot. Yeah, that's the yeah. first thought is like, oh, like, oh asshole. Yeah. Uh, great. It, yes. We all have V8 engines. This is fantastic. You you did something that every V8 rear-wheel drive manual <laughs> transmission car can do. Oh, you had a baby? Great. You did what your, sus- what your sus- species is species. programmed to do. Oh, great. You busted inside somebody. Oh. That's so hard. Oh. You got all endorphins just burning for you and telling you this. It feels oh. good, doesn't it? Great. How much is a baby? $400,000? Oh. Wonderful. Uh, Evan P., I missed the super chat, $10. Happy New Year's, fellas. Uh, keep on hossing and bossing. Sent from my AC Delco AM FM radio. Hell yeah. Hell to the yeah. Um, so, uh, so the Ken Block of it all. Um, yeah. It was strange to me because I was thinking about it. And obviously I knew who Ken Block was. I was aware of his work and, you know, who he was as an automotive personality. But I honestly didn't know how loved he was until he passed. And now everyone's sort of coming out of the woodwork in a very sincere fashion, speaking with personal stories and anecdotes Mm -hmm. of how Ken Block inspired them or what he meant to them. And it always makes me wonder because you don't really – at least in my experience that I've seen, see people necessarily get that way about automotive personalities. Mm -hmm. Like when people pass, it's sort of a, you know, I'm very sorry to hear about the passing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But in this one, it was kind of like people going into detail and people who aren't even necessarily automotive personalities themselves. It's very interesting to me to see the wide reaching effect that he actually had because Mm -hmm. 
I mean, to my shame, I didn't know all this about him. And I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, he can drive a car in the way few people can. He's very entertaining. Uh, He almost seemed permanent. He also seemed superhuman in the way he could drive. I mean, he was part of fantastic videos. And uh, sort of a macho man Randy Savage kind of way. That's a good comparison. Like, Like, is there anybody as good as that as entertaining as that i mean you could go rick flair yeah Yeah. but i remember seeing like old school videos where he's not it's not just the top rope he's coming off of a ladder and falling that far like like uh whatever move that is where you just jump and land on someone oh like uh, randy savage there's some ones where it's like how is this guy not breaking all of his ribs and like maybe away maybe he is i mean uh, Ken Block did. Uh, he had a number of concussions, so yeah, that was a thing. I'm not gonna pull up like Randy Savage. I kind of actually want. I don't recall him ever doing a top rope or doing an elbow drop off a ladder, but he's Macho Man jumps jumps off cage. Might have been a cage. Macho Man makes a giant leap. God, this is an old video. Because he was very much, he was very athletic for his time, and but he was also still from the less is more era. So the idea that you would jump, God damn, yeah. rewind that, just rewatch that, rewind that. Ooh. Yeah, so that is a cage. Might as well be a ladder. Oh yeah, Do you age know that? in the cage. I know what this. Uh, it's um, what in a cage? Age. Uh, it's the um, the name that they used to poke fun about the fact that like. Um, uh, Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper uh, were facing in a steel cage match, and it was a really old main event for the oh. time. So people okay. make fun of it by just calling it Age in the Cage. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was Halloween Havoc 96 or 97. Not sure. But mm. um, it was, yeah, that was, I completely forgot about that dive. I don't know how he didn't bust his ankles yeah. doing that. That was just a top. That was just a double axe handle. Yeah, I think there are a lot of guys from that era who have said in the past that they would have changed their finish finishing move, mm-hmm. uh, just due to the nature of their issues later in life. Like Hulk Hogan using the leg drop. He's like, if I could go back, I would have picked something else because he's fucking up his spine, his hip, mm-hmm. and doing that every night. Um, Max's Blitz. I think everyone misses Ken Block because he represented the ideal car enthusiast. The insane driving skills and the awesome cars. He was like a real-life anime protagonist. That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. I, I think he had this root ability, uh, which is not a word, but like you wanted to root for him. You wanted to see good things happen for him and to yeah. him because it was like such – I think consistency – was the brand really it was his brand of just like he was very consistent and you always knew what you were getting and it was always something that you could enjoy mm-hmm. and i don't know that every body in content creation automotive or otherwise can necessarily say that mm-hmm. um and so that's beyond just like who he was as a man and as an auto enthusiast and, yeah. or, or as a content creator rather he was that as an audio auto enthusiast and yeah it made you want to emulate him in some ways, not necessarily in the, the you know, hooning sort of way, but in the mm. 
you know, I just want to be that excited about things. Right. I think when we're as old as Jeremy Clarkson is now, and when he eventually passes, we'll be saying nice things, even though he was a colossal dick. He yeah. still was goddamn was he entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. And he opened the doors for almost everybody because before, before those three, before Ham and Clarkson and May, there was no one. There was maybe Dennis Gage, maybe. But that was just him talking to boomers and just agreeing with everybody and having a mustache. And yeah, it was just... It was it was Dennis Gage and John Davis. John that, Davis. That was that was just yeah. So yeah, um, like that that was it. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, before them, even old Top Gear. Well, of course there was Tiff Nadell. There was him, and You, you could you could like bring up like people who appeared on camera like your Carol Shelby's and your Leah Iacocas, but they're not on their own shows. They're, no. they're just sort of in the zeitgeist of the the automotive world. And of course, there were race car drivers who you know maybe could get a few lines out, but they weren't out there every week doing stuff. Yeah, um, that uh, ghost. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. four ninety nine says just came in and y'all speaking facts already. Love you guys. You are appreciated and heard. In case you haven't been told this year, keep on trucking. Thanks, well, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I really do. I really, really do. Um, Jay Leno. That's a good. Yeah, one. Leno. But, yeah, Leno. Yeah, he counts. Leno counts. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to me just the nature of like automotive presentation just because it does seem sort of niche in the same way maybe like a bob ross art of painting thing yeah. is niche of just like how many people like bob ross were there and now you're trying to find out like how many people like you know a jeremy clarkson or mm -hmm. you know pre-internet content creation um i think another part of what breaks so many hearts about Ken Block is just the nature of the accident. It's just yeah. like, it's lousy. It's like a, like a Steve Irwin. He died doing what he loved. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, very tragic. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye in the Marvel movies, he was just in a like snowmobile accident. And he's stable, but... Um, he oh, was in stable, like it was that bad. Yeah, he was in critical condition for a while. Um, and snowmobiles can fuck you up. And he got they flip and shit. Well, he apparently got like run over by a snowplow, like somehow. Uh, I like I don't really get how it happened. Yeah, it's um, like well, snow snow machines, snow machines. They're like well, they're like big advanced bird scooters because, like, if you use a snowmobile for what it's used for, like. Blizzard conditions, like I saw when I lived in Alaska, that's just like a car. Mm. You're just driving it on the road, just back and forth and back and forth. But they're also really fast. <laughs> so, and there's no real regulations and they're kind of hard to control and they don't steer like, they, they behave like nothing else. Mm. And they're like jet skis in that you have to give it gas to turn. So Maybe it has to be going forward to turn. You can't just like, oh, I guess you can turn the skis a little bit, but yeah, that's it's odd. They're they're odd, odd things. Um it's and a, oh, go ahead. No, he says uh Renner got run over by a snowplow bearcat. 
So it's like one of those ski lift type snowplow things. Um, on a ski? What? A snowplow bearcat. All right, I'm looking this thing up. Like a snowcat? Snowcat? You got run over by one. If, if I, it's, it's one of those caterpillar tank looking things. Mm-hmm. You see at uh, ski areas. Yeah, it was a snowcat. Wow. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So you're fucking around somewhere and then you come over a hill and. Because snowcats don't move very fast. Hmm. So what sort of situation? I mean, when you're on snowmobiles, you feel like a million dollars. And there's no way, nothing bad ever happens to a Kennedy feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, clone high. It's coming back, you know. Is it now? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's see. So, yeah. Uh, they got a 911 call regarding a crash in which someone was run over by a snowcat. Uh, units were dispatched minutes later with the first arriving at 9.30 a.m. after getting delayed due to weather conditions. Uh, the previous night, the area received approximately three feet of fresh snow, mm. uh, and multiple cars have been abandoned on the roads. Car Foolery, thanks for the donation. I discovered Motor Week podcast, which started in 2008. Interesting listening to them. About 2009, Chrysler GM bailouts and Dieselgate in 2015. Huh. Didn't mm. know Motor Week had their own podcast. Yeah, fits the bill that everybody does. Um, hey, just got out and started moving, tried to climb back in to stop it, and it ran over him. Huh? Yeah, I I was just seeing here, like, apparently, um, someone near his house, like, their car, whatever, because of the weather, and, uh, like, it just shat out, and so he rode his snowcat over there, got out, tried to help him, it started lurching forward, because I guess it was still in gear, or or not Oh, but... Okay, um, he... Oh. And he tried to get back on it, and then it ran him over to get control. So it was basically, you know, very very unfortunate. But, I mean, you know, he's awake and posting on socials. So, I mean, hopefully that's the worst of it. But it's just such a freak accident. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Carfooly said it's really boring. Motor Week review. Oh, it's a boring podcast. Even more boring than this. <laughs> Four wheelers can also be dangerous. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Four wheelers, uh three wheelers. Yeah, the three someone heard three wheel Honda. Yeah. I love Fortnite's uh video on the three wheel Honda. He posts on Instagram, love Motor Week weekends. Uh, Jake H says, uh, Doug said reviews of newer cars get more viewers than the older stuff. Have you seen that too? No. No. And what we're saying, thinking tweak, uh, are you tweaking anything in 2023? Um, we want to get more weird stuff. Yeah. Like more stuff like the, uh, I mean, we achieved the goal of getting a Grumman LLV. So, so what do I want next? Really, I guess oh, like I an ambulance really or something. Or? Yeah, ambulance would be good. I think there's a guy who does have an ambulance, like a decommissioned one that's yeah. on like an ice cream truck now or something like that. Oh, yeah. an ice cream truck! I love that'd be nice. Ice well, ice cream truck can be very. It can be a bunch of different things. It can be like a 3500 Express van with like a high top uh, that you can't can't really stand up in, and like a window you saw is all out, <laughs> and. Um, that just plays a warbling tone of La Cucaracha coming down the street. <laughs> then, and then there's like a legit, like another, like Grumman still makes those like food trucks sort or of things. Of course, we already did a food truck. What do I really want to do? 
Um, My car that really, I really want to do. We did K cars. Have we ever done a Volkswagen Beetle? Yeah, we did yeah. Justin Kramer's Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, nice. Um, what my buddy Rob, he's trying to restore it in 2023, uh, but he has a Dodge Rampage of all things. Mm, uh, yeah, we didn't do one of those. Yeah. Did the Viper. There's still more variations of Corvettes out there. Never did a Grom. Want to do a Grom. Couldn't really do it on the highways around here. I'd have to be somewhere else. I'm I'm still like waiting for a Polaris slingshot to be That'd be cool. Offered. Yeah. One of those dipshit riding things. God, they're idiotic. Mm. It's like I mean, they're different. You know what? We never did a Morgan three wheeler. See, that's weird. Like somehow the Morgan three wheeler is awesome and I think a Polaris slingshot is stupid. Even though they're the same style of vehicle. One is just more dangerous than the other. And they're both dangerous. Look at me. Gotta go to the gym. Gotta do the old huffing grunt. Gotta hang out with the men in the sweating square. That's what I call the sauna now. Looking forward to the sauna. The heat right now is only at 64 degrees in here, so sorry that's cool, but we've been outside all day. And it's been nice. It has been nice. And it's going to cool back down to below freezing, uh, hang around like 35 degrees coming at the end of next week, I think. Mm. Got film on Saturday. There goes the furnace. It'll warm up a little bit in here as it tries to get it up one degree. One whole degree. One whole degree. Maybe I should have a mad elf tonight. Ben McElwee gave me some beer that I thought we were going to use for the podcast with uh, ja, um, Lance. Thank you. Yeah. Lance and Kurt. But I just made myself a martini instead. So I still have Ben beer. Thank you, Ben. Nice. Ben is in Delaware. No, Ben's home. Oh, that's right. We we're supposed to go bowling tonight and film more, film more stuff for the skit. I just want to go to the gym. I don't want to go bowling. Maybe we filmed enough. Maybe. <laughs> like, maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll throw the stuff together tonight. And if we have to film more stuff, Jim's coming. Not Jim Shulman. Uh, other Jim. Uh, other Jim, whose last name I don't know. Uh, coming by next week and... You can film more stuff then. What's my favorite video game, Star Tropics, of all time? Like, uh, Star Tropics is pretty darn good in my book. Favorite racing game is uh, uh, Road Blasters. I love Road Blasters because I really just love Ocean City, New Jersey in the 90s and the boardwalk. Yeah. I love that. I would play like I would save up. I would, I would save up my lawn mowing mo lawn mowing money for just going crazy on the arcade machines on the boardwalk. Like my mom and dad would just cut me loose in town <laughs> as a kid in like elementary school. And just let me ride my bicycle around. It's great. That is a great. bicycle. 
It's fucking just cut me loose, life. just go ride to the boardwalk and back. And it's like a fifth grader just alone <laughs> on a on a huffy bicycle in Ocean City, Jersey. Now it was neat because there's nowhere I could go. I mean, the place is like a little sandbar island. Yeah. And I wonder what I did to gain their trust like that. To just leave the leave Aunt 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 Kay's condo and just like ride your bike on the sidewalk. I'm miles from home. But, you know, come come to think of it, well, they proved I guess I could be back. I mean, why did you let me do that? Yeah. Just ride I mean, your bike and just lean it up against the railing, go in and just play video games. I mean, it could back. have been uh, that they had a very high confidence in their own parenting mm-hmm. so that they knew – irrespective of whether or not you actually did anything prior to earn that trust, they knew you were going to earn it anyway. You know what? I would get so excited for video games and the boardwalk and everything. I would be awake before the arcades were open. Mm. I don't know how early. Like, I would get to the boardwalk. You know what? All bicycles had to be off the boardwalk, I think, by like 9.30 or something like that. Mm. And I remember waking up at... 5.45 5.45 in the morning, just mm. with excitement, be on the road at 6. And it would be like everything was joyful because Ocean City, New Jersey, to me, as, as like a kid, was just this playland. Yeah. And this was the time where, where mom and dad would get the fun mini cereals what, what were they called were the tiny little cereals in the little tiny boxes yeah and they the box could be a bowl oh i remember those. if you cut them open right it's almost like a field trip cereal yeah and i think once or twice i tried to do it in the bowl it just didn't work and i sort of just got a, got a bowl from the kitchen i was like this and, I, and i'm gonna eat one and maybe i would have like like an english muffin too and just be, okay, I'm going. I'd be awake before mom and dad were. And I'd just get on my bicycle and, and ride to the boardwalk. And I'd ride up and down the boardwalk waiting for the arcades to open. And I think Fun City USA was the first. <laughs> that was the name of, dude, I could name the arcades. The first one to be open in the morning was Fun City USA. And they had this one pinball machine called Hercules. And you could probably look this pinball machine up. It's called Hercules, and it used a cue ball. It was oversized. Like, it used billiard balls as the, your play pinballs. It was a terrible playing game because yeah. you had a – there was a thing that was heavy. They couldn't really snap the ball. They had that. They had, like, the older, older games. Like, they had pole position and – Oh, pole position. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They had also arcade games that – we're on a time like some of the stuff that's like early, like 81 or 79, mm. where the video game isn't really a video game. You have a steering wheel and there's a little car. And you're supposed to keep the car on the road, but there's no cathode ray tube. It's just like a film strip going around mm. like like uh the Hoover Dam was built <laughs> as part of the works project. Beep. You know, when you hear the tone, move to the next slide. Beep. And it moves to the next slide. It was kind of like that. But imagine like a road. It was a continuous loop 
of like this road and your car would be projected with a little light bulb and you'd be just be moving a physical car along this like a treadmill going by that was lit up in some really janky way. And there was no way to win or lose. It just ran for a while and turned off. I mean, it sounds like one of those... Yeah, what amount of input did you even really have in something like that? I mean, eh. Uh... I don't know if anybody knows what we're talking about. I played that Hercules pinball. It had like, it was like four feet wide. Yeah. Like, um, got a text here quick. Um, no worries. Uh, they just want to know what you want to do with it. Frank's words are were I'm not even going to say that. Frank's words were we're throwing in the towel with this. Oh right. yeah, I heard that over yeah. the line. Yeah. So odds are the microphone probably picked it up. So I, I don't know. He didn't say how many hours like they were working on it. Um I'm guessing what's going on is that they've got more important stuff to do than this car. Mm. And it's like, look, we could, I, it's probably them being nice and yeah. saying like, look, we could just sit here and diagnose this for days and it'll be still be crappy. <laughs> yeah. And you're you're going to be billed for it. Mm. Um I mean, it, it could be that if they didn't get anywhere with it, there's such nice people over there. They may just say, look, it just costs, doesn't, just don't worry about it. Yeah. And be just like, look, just, just get it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't want to deal with this car anymore. Um, uh, what are we talking about? Jersey Shore. Yeah. Uh, Ocean City, Jersey, Boardwalk. Okay, so there was Fun City, USA. That was the first one that had the old arc- old stuff. Yeah. Um, then there was Jilly's Arcade, which is still there. That has 10 cent ski ball. They, they would have a little bit of mix of everything. Yeah. And, you know, good mix of pinball. I think they had Star Trek Next Generation pinball game. Mm. Um, they had like police chase that had anthropomorphic tigers on the back glass. I remember that one or like something police themed pinball game and a bunch of classics in the rear paper boy. They had paper boy. God damn that song. The paper boy song is just so good. Cause it has a cowbell in it. Um, that was the first time I saw Virtua fighter and like, uh, Virtuous skate. That was around the time, like when I started going to arcades, it was like the last final era of like mode seven, I think, or force perspective, but there really was no 3D yet. Yeah. And then some point when Virtua, like mid 90s, is where you started to see virtual this and like polygons, and they'd put those games right front up center. Yeah. And it's like, this is amazing. This is virtual reality. 
Well, yeah, yeah. that's what the, the only frame of reference we had for virtual reality other than what we'd see in movies, you know. Oh, yeah. And then there was like virtual racing, which I think was F1. And then, and then, yeah. And then Jilly's Arcade, the second you heard, do, 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 Daytona. Oh, we're showing our age. Yeah. My age, like, you don't, Daytona, USA? No. Oh, shit, son. Shit. Dude, I had this bit I want to put in a movie someday where, like, two people are having sex and... The ca- it, it's it's all the perfect the, the panning has to be perfect where you see two people just uh, 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 it's a side shot like like the camera's almost in line with the bed so you just see them in profile just uh, 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 uh. and the person on the back does rolls backward like in a reverse somersault and falls perfectly backward into a sit down Daytona USA um, game and then immediately it's do 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 Daytona, let's go away. And like the person is just fucked to unconscious on the bed, while the person immediately is playing Daytona USA. Did you ever see Couch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Yeah. Or like there's this one scene where he's someone's getting fucked, or maybe this was something else. This was like. Something China, where the movie ends, where this guy just gets ran, railed by like a thousand arrows. Hero? I think it was a hero. I think Maybe? that was it. Was it hero? Where someone's like, there was some guy who fought with a broken sword. And it was like this weird wire working, this weird wire work where they're like fighting in the air. And it's one of these don't think about it Morty moments. Where they're fighting in the air and they're floating around and then they're about to fall in water, but they stab the water really hard and that launches them back up into the air. Yeah. Or maybe like House of Flying Daggers. Or maybe, yeah. Maybe. And I remember there was this one scene where this dude was banging and like the second he's done, like the hair is all over his eyes and he just, and it was subtitles and just says, leave now. <laughs> <laughs> People are probably screaming the name. What was that movie? No, nobody seems to... Nobody seems to know what that movie was. We see. I saw it in theaters, and I remember... uh, And I remember there was a crying child, and someone shouted out, remove that child. (laughs) (laughs) And then they did. High concept sim. Yeah. Um... Let's see, because I feel like maybe it's. Hmm. Come on, load. Yeah, someone will come up with it later in the comments. Probably, yeah. I just want to go to the gym and sit in the sauna. I want to down. I want to download. Oh, what am I, your dad? Download <laughs> the footage off the camera onto my computer. No, it's transfer. Transfer. Yeah, I just want to. Transfer the footage that we shot today and figure out if it's long enough or not, how it flows. Yeah, I just want to film more skits and stuff. You need more people. Like, today was good. Like, me acting, Ethan filming, and you essentially directing or being a production assistant. That went well. All we need need is, like, some private land where 
I don't have to be looking over my shoulder all the time. I wonder how those YouTubers do it. Like are not afraid to be filming in public. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Have you considered a dumb phone? I don't know what that means. What filming with my phone? Yeah. I don't like stuff filmed with a phone. No, it just doesn't. I don't care. Which is weird because GoPros are kind of pretty much the same thing, I guess. Because they're wide angle and like phones are also have wide angle lenses. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's an understandable concern. I mean, I mean, I need a new computer because that computer can't understand the HVC Kodak now that iPhones use. Mm-hmm. Brian, you're so handsome. Thank you. Do I get? Am I better without glasses? Should I wear my contacts more? Semi-related something Curacao and House of Flying Daggers. What a name! What a man! Dumb phone, aka brick phone, Nokia three thirty. Oh yeah, show shoot. That was something we were supposed to film. With with uh, my slidey phone. Oh. See, we're filming something that to make it look like it was shot in 2004 because I have that Canon A510. So we're literally shooting an opening to a review in 360p <laughs> at 15 frames a second. Marvelous. So. Top of the line. Yeah. Like this, it, the, the video is going to start with this. After the house burned down, we found this SD card. Here is the footage. Here's what we found. <laughs> After the house burned down, an SD this SD card was found. This is what was on it. This is the remains. All that's left to tell us about who this was. Who drove this car? Do you have the time to watch me bust in my mouth? Wait, you bust in your own mouth? No. Was that the lyric? Oh, that house that I was looking at is now pending for sale. All right, so someone bought it. Congratulations. Good for them. Good for them. (sighs) Dumb. You ever find yourself just, like, wishing for a good, like, thunderstorm or a fucking yeah. like even like a snowstorm just something to happen with this weather yeah to be other than the make me not feel guilty for being inside yeah 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 i mean i'm looking forward to snow because i want some base and i want to ski but what i really want is people to ski with yeah. although justin lowe said he'd be down for skiing man he said we're welcome his, his, his house is coming along his huge house out in pittsburgh so yeah, I want to go out there. I want to ski. Yeah, Jess McAndrew would want to go skiing too. So it'll be her, me, Justin, in a perfect world, Foster and Donna to go skiing. And then just, I don't know how many beds are at uh, Justin's house though. That's like me being an adult. Like, I don't even want to pull out. It's like that Seinfeld bit. There's no way to be comfortable on the pull out. 
Oh, I actually, I, I went to my sister's for the holidays and a lot of the family was there. I ended up sleeping on a cot and I found it fucking delightful. A cot? A cot. Yeah, yeah just a huh. regular ass cot. I was just like, wow, this isn't bad at all. You know, I thought I'd be... Weird. On your side or on your back? Uh, back, mostly. But, I mean, I did do some side and it was good. Oh, all right. Yeah. When I sleep on my back, I get hard. Like, I have horny dreams and I don't know what it is. Ah. Every, like, consistently. Like, when I sleep on my back, it's like, I think I sleep jerk. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think I sleep... <laughs> I, like, it, it, hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. You ever laugh in your sleep? No. I wake up and find myself laughing a lot. And when I was staying over for the holidays, I realized that other members of my family do, too. Huh. It's like a, I wonder if it's just something we do. Hmm. No, I mean, one time I thought, I thought I had heart palpitations. Turns out I was just eating right before bed. Oh, yeah. And I was, that, that means your, your, your heart's beating fast. Like, why is my heart beating so fast? Well, you just ate a full meal and you went to bed. Yeah. Stop doing that. So, but they said, well, let's see if there's something weird going on. Like if you have apnea, like. Do you have something to record yourself while you sleep? And I'm like, yeah, I got a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> so I just got the the N1 over there, just charged up the batteries and let it rip. And I snored like a little bit for like 20 minutes, but that was it. Like I make no noise when I sleep. Yeah. Well, that's a lie. I make some noise. Got a text here. It's weird that they, that they well, the, Moyers always calls me because Moyers calls me when my dad's car is done huh. because I pick up the phone and if they call dad's cell phone, he won't know how to pick it up half the time or he's outside or he just, um, so yeah, it's 519. They'll be there for another like 20 minutes. Uh, what's the number for Probably Frank is probably gone by now. Left early. And uh, so they'll figure it out tomorrow. See, half of me is like, I don't want to get Moyer's car care like upset. Like, oh, there's a car here and nobody knows what to do with it. And then I remember like, oh, no, I've been a customer for a while. They know that that the car is not just going to be abandoned. Because they do have a lot now for people who like... uh, um, Drop their cars off to get fixed and then can't and then don't pay. Oh. Ew. And they're like, okay. Well, then they get a mechanic's lien on the car. All right. And uh, now it's their car. Because, like, like, what they'll do is, like, people who are broke, like, I need my car to get fixed. And so their car is fixed. Like, hey, your car is done. Or it's like, you know what? They don't really do that. If the person looks like they're broke, they'll, like, give an estimate. Like, here's what it's going to cost to fix. And they'll go, oh, okay, I'll get some money together. And then just totally ghost and, like, leave the car. Oh. And, like, okay, the car is just here. 
and then they move it to the pen in the back. Like if it doesn't, and it's funny because the pen is downhill. They can just roll a car downhill. Just oh, all downhill. Like it's it's in the pen, and then eventually, okay, it's been here for months and months, and get the paperwork for a mechanics lien. Like this is an abandoned car now. Come pick it up, and then eventually it'll go to either like Aukies or wiener which is real place or nafsinger's junkyard and it's like all right here car's worth what it's worth in scrap yeah and that's done i think that's a podcast i think that's a podcast yeah interesting day it was an interesting day uh how's the rcr stories going i'm still aiming for next month um just, that was a question from Maxi Bits. Yeah, I'm still we're gonna the script writing is always the hardest part, just because I want to get things right, but then I always have like self doubt, and I'm very much a I'm a perfectionist who doesn't get things perfect, but I like to try anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's how that's going. Yep. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you to Thank everybody you so who. Oh, no, don't worry about it. It's funny to me. I'm just saying, like... Gives me an excuse to go hang out with the guys, because every single person who works there is funny. I wonder if that was the right response. Like, your car's broken and it's funny to me. No, it's actually it's actually our mutual friend just saying, hey, I'm, I'm sorry that you have to do all this work. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. It's yeah. literally costing me zero dollars. And it's like, I wouldn't have used AAA anyway because I don't have a classic car right now. And I get every time, every time I go to Moyer's car care, I stay for like a half an hour because Nush has a bunch of funny stories to tell me or he's got some weird food I need to try yeah. or like some hot sauce and some crackers and uh Homer has a new funny thing to say and like uh uh Paul I say hi to Paul senior and Paul junior and yeah it's just it's it's just good vibes to go there oh he says oh that makes me feel better there we go um uh, yeah, I guess that's a podcast. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who uh, watched this impromptu podcast on Thursday. Thank you to everybody who donates a Super Chat. Your money uh, will be spent out on the road that I hope to do more stuff. Thank you to everybody who participates in the giveaways. You're helping us travel internationally, RC, uh, RCR Australia 2024, and also uh, Operation Crazy Taxi, which is pending on how much I owe in taxes, right? Uh, thank you to everybody who watches on Monday. Thank you for keeping the silly show going. 
And let's try to get to a million subscribers. How about that? Yeah, how about it? Nick, any closing thoughts? I have nothing. Great. <laughs> just happy to be here. I just want to go to the gym and be a dick and <laughs> fart. Have a good night, guys. Good night, everyone. Ah. Oh.